Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. When I woke up yesterday morning, I thought it was going to be a triumphant Stop Hammer Time. There was a win away at Huddersfield to talk about, then a, a win against Shrewsbury at the Thunderdome, and then a draw, a creditable draw at the weekend. Uh, but today's news has been rife with injury. There are no fit footballers at West Ham United anymore. Emergency Stop Hammer Time broadcast begins now. My guests for this include Jim Grant. Good evening. Jim, what's your reaction to this injury crisis? Well, Phil, this season, Stop Hammer Time oh, is brought God. to you in association what? with Labrooks. This is insane. Sign up and deposit up to £50, that and Labrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 with a free bet. Yes, but Jim. Look for these and other offers at bet.westhampodcast.com. This keeps happening, Jim. I don't know. I don't know what what overtakes you uh, well, in, in 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 this particular context at this particular moment of time in this podcast. It's vodka, mate. Ah, oh, right. Yes. Also joining us, original founder member, performer in the first ever episode of uh, Stop Hammer Time, which is just over ten years ago now. It is, of course, Pete Ward. Good evening. Hello, Pete. Everything all right? Yeah, everything's fine. Do I didn't remember? realize ten years has gone past. Ten quickly, years. Yes, that's yeah. right. Okay, we'll have to try and recall what the, what the like, who we were playing ten years ago, Jim, and what the uh, team was. Well, we were a Kirbysley side, weren't we? We had just played Chelsea, I think. That, I think. Oh I yes, think, because yeah, Pete, and, you, and used you used the dropped, C word. You dropped I did. The you dropped the C yes. bomb in the inaugural yeah. Stop yeah. Hammer Time, and we. We were trying to. We hadn't really thought. We hadn't really thought about establishing a tone for the podcast, but tragically, Pete, you established a tone I almost did. from the get-go with your irresponsible use of the C bomb. Yeah, it was the League Cup game. I'd gone to it. Jim's, and, Jim's uh, mind is like a steel was, trap. Um, Jimmy Walker saved a Frank Lampard penalty. This is ridiculous. Uh, and we lost. Uh, we lost one nil. And Anton Ferdinand hit, hit the bar late on. This is extraordinary. Um, 
What did I, who did I use that word to, do for, to describe? Someone in the Chelsea setup. Uh, well, I I think it was to do with the fact that I'd gone with a colleague who was a Chelsea fan, and I'd sat in in the fat the Chelsea family enclosure along with children called Tabitha and Jemima and Justin. So, Pete, you you had a rent chicken nuggets. You well, had a, you had a forthright opinion about all of that. Yeah. Right. Thanks also joining us you. this week, um, obviously, I'm one restraining order away from a custodial sentence all of the time. Jim, you manufacture crystal meth. So, being in the company of some of the greatest legal minds this or indeed any country has produced has been quite a boon for us. Uh, I think in 2016, we met Donna the Hammer. Um, mm. And then last year, uh, we were privileged and delighted to welcome to the West Ham family, uh, Jeremy Dean and tonight's guest, Simon Pentel. Good evening. It's lovely to be back. And I was just thinking, I'm assuming that the C-bomb was actually Chelsea. Yes. 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 Which, of course, is the vilest word of all. It, well, <laughs> man, yeah. Simon is a legal mind, so that that's carved in stone now. I, I take that as a dictum for living. Uh, I think Chelsea's you should. The, Chelsea is the unkindest word of all the unkindest cut yes very much so very much so so um uh simon do you watch things like making of a murderer and that sort of eight hour there was an oj document brilliant wasn't it? did you see that pete uh, no i watched making of a murderer that was brilliant the yes. oj thing i found rather tedious the legal the legal sort of proceedings because obviously i think with court tv yeah. you know the 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 televisation of court cases do you watch I, those things I go, you're doing it wrong i sometimes do and i invariably say and shout at the television <laughs> you you're do. doing it wrong yeah. no one in their right mind would ask that question no one in their right mind would make that point um because Invariably, no one in their right mind would. No. And I have to say, having watched so much footage of the OJ trial, it's a miracle to me now he was ever acquitted. Mm. Some of the fundamental errors were made by that complete litany of supposed superstar lawyers that he had on his behalf. Although, of course, um, his case did did coin that great expression, you know, about the glove not fitting. If the glove don't fit, you know, acquit. But other than that, I think that his case was highly memorable for some bloody awful cross-examination and some very tedious and very badly made points all driven to a racist element um, and appealing to the fact that this was a racist prosecution. He was a superstar, of course, black um, actor and American footballer, gridiron player, and it would therefore be hugely wrong to convict him of slaughtering a blonde white woman um, in those circumstances, which proved to be the right tactic. Mm. But I think the way they got there was quite frightening from where I sat. We were talking about we should do this other podcast <laughs> about the legal system. Yeah. Every time we talk in the pub or before, or yeah. I sort of think we should. We should. Yeah, just, Judge Reinder on. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. We'd be brilliant. Anyway, so we have played, uh, since we last spoke to you, we've played uh, three games, two wins and a draw. Uh, Huddersfield, as far as none of us went to that. Jim, you didn't, I didn't go. Uh, no, 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 no I couldn't go in the end. I, I watched it sell on. My tickets uh, I watched end. it on a uh, on a dodgy illegal uh, stream, I believe. No, you um, watched it on a perfectly lawful, yes, um, yes. and and verified stream um, that came just to your computer. I started my own internet service provider simply in order to watch that game. Yeah, Terriers TV. What a what a 
what a game to miss. Well, I've missed, I've missed that, and the other one I missed was Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing rather well. Yes. We watched, uh, we watched the away Shrewsbury games. away game. Uh, the, well, yes. we watched the, yeah, we watched the six-goal Bournemouth thriller, but yeah. with a, you know, a tragically awarded winning goal to them. Yes. But it was uh, a good game. But uh, the, the Huddersfield game, uh, I th- one thing I thought was interesting was that... Um, for most of this season, uh, there's been a, a kind of a problem with the the, the midfielders. Kiyati's sort of mysterious drop of drop in form being the kind of linchpin of that. Mm. Uh, Noble seemed to start the season not playing very well. On paper, you would have thought that sort of Obi and Kiyati might be our starting pair, and that we might be sadly waving a slow goodbye to Mark Noble. Quite the opposite has been the case. Kiyati has had a disastrous collapse in form and reintroducing Mark Noble actually solidified everything and I think it was the Huddersfield game I might be wrong I think it was the Huddersfield game where he played all three of them Mm. Yes. Uh, thus pushing Lanzini and Arnautovic Arnautovic to being a and that proved to be quite an astute well there are two best footballers (laughs) and uh, you know it's not surprising that uh, you put them together and and get them working together that you, you, you play better stuff yeah, and uh, you know, and, now and, and the ball injured. sticks to them, doesn't it? Now they're both injured. And I mean, we'll come to that injured. in a bit, but uh, yeah. yeah. But that, that formation's pretty interesting now. He's you know he's tinkered with it uh, more since he's been there. Now mm. it's three five one one. It was three yeah. five two originally, but I like that fact that you've got a floating creative player behind a central uh, a, a striker who's. I, I'm gonna well. I'm gonna come from a slightly different perspective, and I think that um, that formation. Um, has proved to have been successful, and you can't therefore um, deny that, away from home and even at home against the top six. So it worked um, in the win at home against Chelsea, and it, wor- and it worked in the draw, and would have been a win at home against Arsenal had um, Chikorito actually managed to stick the ball in the net rather than hit the bar, which was probably the hardest thing to do in the last minute of that game. <laughs> but I think that um, Saturday exposed the weakness of that formation, um, as it did in, in some part at home against West Brom, because particularly on Saturday, there were passages in the game where Arnautovic was breaking and he had no, he had no one, no, yeah, no one yes, anywhere near yes, him. He had no yeah. release ball and he was, you know, he was facing three or four opposition defenders and invariably tried to beat all of them because such is, such is his confidence at the moment and either did or didn't. But we really need to, I think, change our formation when we play at home in the what I call the winnable games. Yes. Otherwise, we're going to be bereft going forward and we lack enough punch as it is. Mm. And I think that's the one weakness in that formation which Moyes either forced to or by choice plays now week in, week out, irrespective of whether we're home or away or whom the opposition is. And I don't think that's right. Well, I certainly, it was certainly true that when, when Carroll started on his own, I promise, it was against West Brom, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, inevitably you end up with him being a bit isolated. It's just, it's just the natural, that's, that's, you end up playing that way, don't you? Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but uh, although he was good, I thought, against West Brom, particularly in the second half. Mm. But uh, that game against Wolves uh, at home was the first time we've seen we've seen Lanzini and and, and Altovich at home in those in that. In That's that right, role. and yeah. they were electric for for quarter of an hour, twenty minutes yes, for the first were, half, yeah. weren't they? And we yeah. should have scored. I mean, Begovic made a great save. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but you know, and I think if we'd have we'd have scored early, we might well have gone on to to win the game actually quite yes, comfortably. Yeah. But 
But we didn't. You don't, we didn't. And when you don't take your chances when you're on top, yep. you know, the yeah. other team starts, yeah. to, starts to get, is going to get in the game. And yes, that's what funny, Bournemouth did. It was a funny game, Saturday's game. Mm. I, I mean, I guess in a way we'll just talk about the three games sort of in a, in a freewheeling yeah. sort of conversation. But Saturday's game, I mean, you know, Moyes, um, you know, Sam Allardyce used to say things uh, when a microphone was put in front of him at the end of a game that were sort of patently not true, sort of Donald Trump style stuff. <coughs> Moyes. Moyes gives you uh, encouragement uh, as as a fan because obviously they don't you know the the press will take anything and sort of twist it round. Also, football fans will through social media. So he is quite conservative, but he says stuff that encourages fans that he knows what he's watching. And one thing he said after Saturday's game was he said there were passages of play in that game that are the best we've played, and mm, he was absolutely right. The mm. first. As, as I think you said, Jim, it was a game of four quarters. It was, in the, yeah, the very first much. Yeah. Half of each half. Yeah. We played really brilliantly. And if in that first 20, 25 minutes of, of Saturday's game, if we sort of put the ball in there, which we could have done a couple of times, we might have raced away with that game. However, yes. Yes. they were stronger. And we got to, we were very tired. But they hadn't been very threatening. The goal, I mean, I mean no. they, they, they came into the game each yeah. half, but their goal came a little bit out of nothing. Although they'd yes. started to play balls into the channels between the... Well, f- I, I, the ironically, it's, the game, I think, changed when they brought on, of all people, Junior Stanislas, yeah, yeah. yeah. who was playing between yeah. our lines. And I think that their goal was um, it was inevitable. I mean, just watching it from up in, the, to use your great expression, up at the top of the Thunderdome where we sit on the halfway line, um, you could see it. It was so obviously going to happen. And um, poor old Adrienne didn't know whether to come should or to Should he have stay. done better? I yes. think he should have, yeah, personally. Should I think he should have. I, I, to get I, caught I on his near I would post. say that was a bit of a... Bit, that's, that's a little bit I, I, I think that's right, but I think... I think uh, but I think when Simon says he he came on and sort of operated in that area between the two banks of yeah, players, yeah, I think that was yeah. exactly what happened. You it was know, a beautifully weighted th- part. Yes, mm. there was a through ball that yeah. went absolutely into a no-man's land. That's right. And yeah. it had beaten Collins and at least one other. And I think Adrian sort of thought, shit, I'm going to have to come for this, and then realised it was just too far to yeah. run and then retreated. But, but, but it was... Um, Stanislavs did come on and do something they weren't doing before. He did. And Adrian's reaction, although perhaps not the best, was sort of understandable because suddenly the ball was in this completely unattended area, briefly. Well, he, he appeared to be caught in a kind of no-man's land, but you wonder whether his initial posi- positioning should have been slightly, slightly yes, possibly, better. Possibly. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, we, I mean, our, our, uh, our weakness in sort of strength strength of depth is is now being sorely proven you know um you you could do with Lanzini operating in sort of two parts of the pitch as a sort of support striker but also as a number 10 he was working incredibly hard in that reinvented uh, sort of form format that started at uh, away at Huddersfield because he's a sort of a support striker but also the only creative midfielder and 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 uh, but it was it was a it was a good solution to just play all three of those guys when uh, Kiyati, You sort of thought they'll get in each other's way, but actually, no, it I gives think... them the chance. Well, it, for it, one it, or two it makes to what Obiang's got to do clear cut. Yeah, to that's him. right. It's a yeah. simple job. Yeah, yeah. Sit, yeah. sit yeah. break play out, yeah. Yeah. start play off, and you've got the other two doing a more box. I think thing. as well what you said before has been um, quite noticeable in the last 
four to six weeks, and that has been the reinvention or reinvigoration of Mark Noble. Yeah. Um, who And I was the first to say that I thought six weeks ago his career at West Ham was over. Me too. And really he, his role was just about being a cheerleader, as uh, being you know a, a, a boy from Stepney or wherever he comes. Um, and that was it. But he has picked himself up literally by, by the bootstraps and has turned it around. And he has been, I, I think, our bulwark in, in the last four to six weeks. He's, he's really imposed himself on the games. Yeah. He has made it his decision or his will that we will not be beaten. And, and I think that's fun, filtered through to the rest but, of the team. Uh, yeah. Also, I mean, Moyes has got him to play a little bit more centrally and further, and further up. You know, um, yeah. but you, I'm, I'm, way back when, I've banged on about this a, a lot, way back when, when he first came into, when he was a youngster, first yeah. came in, he was an attacking midfielder. He, was. he scored goals yeah. and, um, and, and, and played key passes in the, in the, in the final third. Um, Kerbishly, it was, I, I believe, ago. ten years ago, who said you're too slow to be an attacking midfielder. You're going to have to be a defensive midfielder, and and uh, and he kept giving fouls away on the edge of the box. And you know, he's, he's not a defensive midfielder. No, he's not. And and Jim, yeah, I'm just going to interrupt you there because I, yeah. I I've been neglectful and forgotten to mention that we have another uh, sponsor for another uh, time. sponsor. It is uh, Zelo. Now, what is that, Jim? You don't know. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I was going to guess, which would have been stupid, really. Well, go on, what would you have well, guessed? Go on, like what would you have guessed? Well, it like sounds a... like it might be a kind of Louvre window company or something. What a ridiculous guess. Um, what were you going to guess? would you Pete? like a guess? I think it's a drink. Right, excellent, excellent, a drink. A fruit base. That would normally be Jim's Fruit guess. and vegetable base. Well, uh, no, 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 not, not, what, wellness oh, no. drink. Sorry, I think what do you... it might be something to do with transport. Transport. Well, let's see. Is it a rapper? Let's see which of us is right. Uh, I'm going to ring head uh, the head honcho of. Uh, oh, no. of uh, it's not Zilo our transfer day signing right. from Brazil, is it? <laughs> no, Sunny Zelo Green. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ring. Uh, I'm going to ring Sam, the uh, the, the head honcho of Zelo now. Hello, is that Sam? Yes, it is, yeah. It's uh, Phil from Stop Hammer Time. Hi, Phil. How are you doing? How are you doing, more importantly? Yeah. <laughs> You're on bad, with Stop Hammer Time right now. This is being recorded uh, on a hard disk and will be used as evidence against you uh, eventually. Or something. <laughs> um, how are you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very, very well. How about, how, how about you? All right, all right, uh, all right. We've uh, we've uh, we've just started. We just started the podcast, and uh, uh, I should say it's going extremely well. Um, don't be intimidated by that fact. It's but it's going very, very well. Please don't mess it up, Sam. Don't mess it up. I'll I'll try my best. Very good. Um, so Zelo. So uh, this is uh, this is coach travel, luxury coach travel to and from the ground. Um, Tell us a bit more. Yeah, sure. I mean, we've we just been working out, you know, uh, where exactly um, West Ham fans are travelling from to London Stadium all the time uh, and where currently it's, uh, you know, a difficult journey to make and there's been a lot of engineering works on the trains this year. So we're just trying to make a, you know, a, a really easy, direct and affordable way for, for West Ham fans to get to from every game. And are you, um, are you gearing it towards Essex and Kent? Yeah, exactly. So we, we, we've currently got um, a number of locations across um, Essex and Kent. So places like Basildon, Canvey Island, Chelmsford, uh, Colchester, Maidstone, Orsett, 
I think South Benfleet and South End. Sorry, that was a bit of a mouthful, but yeah, yeah. yeah we've got a few. Uh, we've got all those locations, and uh, we'll be adding more soon based on on, on where fans tell us to go from. Um, uh, Jim and I are, are uh, we grew up in Kent, and we're West Ham fans. There's a huge uh, there's a huge um, tranche of West Ham fans in Kent, aren't there? People assume that they're basically Cockneys that moved out to Essex when they got a bit of money from their loft conversion companies, but in fact, <laughs> Kent Kent is a massive. Uh, uh, fan base, isn't it? Yeah, massive. I mean, uh, it's amazing where fans come from to every game. I mean, we we we, we analyse this for all clubs all over the country now, and it's just you know it's amazing where people come from. And as you say, yeah, Kent Kent's a bit a big one for West Ham fans, definitely. Yeah. So so how does it work? Are there start off points, and then is it like Uber? Do, do, do yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Uber share. It's kind of like a Uber. big share. Uber share. Uber. Yeah. I mean, basically, we we just do a lot of the legwork up front, so you know we work out the most convenient pickup points from those locations. You know, we arrange a ride and then, you know, we get as many people as as possible from that area to, to hop onto the service. Um, and it's all about just, you know, trying to get as, as close to your front door as possible um, and, and taking you as, as direct as possible to the ground. So, you know, we're always trying to beat the train on, on time. We're always uh, sort of trying to stop you from having to queue at Stratford Station after the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and we're trying to do all of it cheaper than the train. Well, that's going to be uh, well. That's win-win, cheaper, exactly. Win-win, more door-to-door. <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah. So, how would people find this? How would people find uh, uh, Zelo? Yeah, sure. So we've uh, we've set up a, a link with you guys at uh, ride dot west ham podcast dot com. Right. Um, oh, yeah. So and, uh, and- yeah, we're at west ham podcast dot com. So this is ride dot west ham podcast dot com. Exactly, right. yeah. And if you uh, head to there, and that that will send you to a list of uh, West Ham games that we've we've currently got live on our website. Um, it's as simple as that, really. You just head there and, and, and pick your location and book as many seats as you like. Um, and we're offering um, Hammer Time uh, listeners um, uh, their first ride free if they use uh, the promo code Hammer Time. Free. That's the F Free. word. That's the F word. Everyone likes. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're co- we're confident it's that good that you know if you use it once you'll keep you'll keep using it. Brilliant. Uh, so that is at uh, ride.westhampodcast.com and you use the exactly. promo code Hammer Time. Hammer Time. Hammer Time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Time. And any questions or any more locations that you know fans want us to look at routes from, just tell them to give us a message on our on our live chat system and uh, we'll be more than happy to help them out. Fantastic. Thanks a lot, Sam. Uh, thanks for talking to us. And, uh, That's right. Thanks uh, for having me, Phil. Good luck. Cheers, mate. Talk to you later. Cheers. Bye-bye. See you next, mate. Bye. What a pro you are. Was that the professionalism <laughs> that... What a pro you are, Did Williams. I? The, the exacting standards you set for me, Simon, yep. were matched. They were. Yeah, yeah. Finally, now the alcohol we had in the pub will sort of take over now, and I'll just fall to pieces. Yeah, we're down. Just I, sort of, from yeah, like I sort of kept a veneer of professionalism. Are they luxury buses? I don't Coaches. know. Yeah, I didn't quite get he what just, you were going to get. He just chatted the bloke out, and I thought he'd rather just no coach charter. I don't know. Yeah, coach charter. Yeah, yeah. In actual fact, it's a bloody good idea because th- those trains on a Saturday are a disaster. Yeah, and, and whatever the line is, he has. He, Go on now. He can't even do an evening game unless he stays in town. So we actually we allow him to stay in town Mm-mm-mm. on business expense because otherwise he's got to get a, a nine thirty train back from Liverpool Street. It's the latest train he can get right. to get back to somewhere like South End. Yeah, really? really? yeah, that's crazy. So that's a really good idea. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, if we if we keep the chat from from your conversation with Sam, yeah, uh, I was just thinking that um, 
of course, should John Joe Shelby move to West Ham mm-hmm. in this window, as some predict he might, um, as is all his family are from Romford, if they want to come to the game, they'll know how to get they'll there, know how to get at, there. A, at rock bottom price in the comfort of our new sponsor. <sighs> Now, some of you know that Stop Hammer Time uh, recently celebrated its 10th anniversary. And as such, and also through the agency of laziness, I've revisited uh, some of the moments from the past 10 years of Stop Hammer Time. As you know, uh, as a season ticket holder of West Ham United, quite often in the, uh, in the aftershock of a, of, of a game, uh, they send out emails that arrive, uh, I sent automatically on a Monday morning in season, t- season ticket holders' inboxes. And... Uh, I remember one I received uh, during, and I've dug it out, uh, one we received during our period in the championship, in the championship. under Sam Allardyce. <clears throat> and sometimes these emails would be from the manager, uh, very often, sometimes from one of the directors, and sometimes from one of the players, team captain at the time, uh, Kevin Nolan, but now Mark Noble would send you one. But sometimes it would be a less likely player. And um, this was the first time that we received one from this particular player. I'll, I'll try and do it justice. Um, and give you a sense of what this player was like. He's no longer at the club. <clears throat> Hello, Philip. <laughs> My name's Ricardo Valte. <laughs> it was a good game on Saturday. Big Sam, he say, Ricardo Valte. That's me. You gonna play out on the wing, motherfucker. You gonna be a wing playing motherfucker. I'm all, say what? I don't play up. I won't play up front, motherfucker. But you the man, Fat Sam. I don't, just don't sit on me. Just that, don't please don't sit on. So I don't remember too much about the game. I'd be all running around and shit and looking fly and all the wind in my hair and shit. And the ball come over and shit. And you know what I say? I say, I'm gonna hit that motherfucker. I'm Ricardo Verte. And the defender, he all, Ricardo Verte, you ain't gonna hit that ball. And I'm all, you watch me, motherfucker. And I get up and I hit that ball. And the ball say, Ricardo Verte, you headed me, motherfucker. You, I'm going to go away now. You know where I'm going? I'm going in that go. Okay, Crystal, stop typing. I'm tired. Peace out, motherfucker. I'm Ricardo Verte. Stay in school. <laughs> and that's the first time we had uh, yeah. an email from Ricardo Verte. Yeah. I used to love Ricardo. Well, can I just say that was quite extraordinary for a number of reasons. And and I'm trying to work out how many permutations there are of getting us shut down after that wonderful impersonation you did. If for no other reason, he was Portuguese to my recollection. He was Portuguese, yes. And I couldn't imagine on what basis he managed to speak with that extraordinary accent that sounded something like boys out of the hood. He... uh, Uh, his uh, Frohican, I think, made it fairly yeah. clear that at some point he had played in the large band Parliament, uh, the, the George Clinton-based funk outfit, uh, also <laughs> paired with Funkadelic, George Clinton's other yeah. funk outfit, which yeah. had a slightly rockier edge. Yes. I, um, uh, and perhaps even beyond be, or further back than that, maybe he was in the original lineup of um, Earth, Wind and Fire yes, or something. Yes, exactly, yes. You yeah. know, doing, uh, and in, 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 in those circumstances, of course, um, creating... The 
the uh, the wonderful song for Arthur Masuaku that yes. uh, almost caught on and yes. then sort of died a death. Well, yes. he kept giving, he keeps giving the, giving ball, the ball away. away. That's, 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 that's what ends the, the song. Yeah, that's right. That the song lacks veracity yeah. now. Yeah, it it lacks, it, fundamental it, the song, truth is the song. Is, as yeah. in a way, Simon has pointed out, the song cannot be legally backed up. Isn't incredible with songs though? As thinking, I know this is of course is a West Ham podcast, but that that. Poor, sad individual. In, I don't know. I'm assuming he lives in a little house in in, in Liverpool somewhere in Merseyside. You know, making making his little song about um, Salah and Mane and um, Firmino and how marvelous life is, notwithstanding they sold Coutinho. And all three of them on Monday night managed to miss absolute sitters. Um, and I hope, mm. therefore, has buried that song in a place <laughs> so deep it should never allowed to rear its ugly head again. It's irradiated. But bleat over. Song. Yes. Yes. It uh, has a half-life, that song. Good. Uh, yes, hope it, it and I hope that's ended. It'll be dug <laughs> up in 50 years' time. Um, he was great, though. Uh, uh, oh, um, Ricardo. Ricardo Vazquez. Yes. Sadly, in, in, uh, in that middle season in the Premiership under Sam, all of our uh, flair players were sort of marginalised and used ineffectively. Did he, yeah. did he but scored a winning goal at did Wembley. He, 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 yeah, he, he, he won yeah, the yeah, playoff yeah. final for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but a very late goal. But he didn't really play much... That first season we got promoted, wasn't he? Kind of no, I mean Sam sort of basically Sam sort of. Didn't he kind of? Well, he, I think he was um, injured. He quite was injured a, lot a bit. He played yeah. in the. Um, remember the, the the false nine three nil win at Spurs, where the ball bounced off his knee and went in. Yes, he yeah, in that yeah, game. yeah. False but um, I think he joined that um, large number of players under under Sam, um, who just miraculously had Mark Curtis's agent. Mm, yes. I'll leave it, it there. Quite, possi- mm. quite possibly, yes. It's a shame. He was a. He was. Um, you know, he was a really talented player, and he was a kind of good. He was a. He was kind of a wild card. He was a little bit. He wild was wild. that breed of player who was a weeny bit too good for the championship mm. and, and not didn't quite cut yeah. it at Premier League level. Like a lot of our players. Like yeah. a lot yeah. of them, yeah. He had yeah. that sort of, like, he's got that, he had that unpredictability about him like Antonio has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Sort of Great like hat-trick against Brighton. Brighton. Brilliant hat-trick. There was, there was an yeah, overhead, overhead, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, he was very good in, you know, Sam's defence of a kind of 4-5-1 was that it is, in fact, 4-3-3 moving forward and 4-5-1 when the other team has the ball. That never happened. It was just 4-5-1 all the time. But uh, That's because well, that's was, the way that Sam played it. Yeah, that's the way why. he plays. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But there was a game where it, I think it was sort of Carroll, Nolan and Vaz Tay against, was it Fulham at the bowling? And yes. that was the one and only time you really saw that work. They really operated as yeah. a front three. Was yeah, that yeah, a 3-0 yeah. game? I think it might yeah. have been the that, that ended, yes. that ended yeah. the um, managerial stay of Martin Martin Yol, Yol. who, oh, who right. got booted yes. out at the end I'd of the, I think, that. who oh. got kicked out after that game. Well, that was the final game yes. at, uh, as, as Fulham yes. manager. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But that is a good point because if you think about and, and and it's an interesting comparison because a lot of people, I think, when Moyes came, had that kind of fear that they're in a sense they're 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 sort of um, clones in footballing philosophy mm. terms. But uh, actually, you know, if you look at the first goal against Huddersfield, you've got you've got three or four players, you know, pressing so that they can't play the ball out. Very back, interesting, that wasn't know. it? I don't think you'd ever seen that kind of pressing. No, somebody uh, well, as a team one of the under, Alla- under Allardyce. Yeah. I mean, uh, Nolan scored a goal against Brighton where he kind of pressed and nicked the ball off the. Yeah, but that was about the, the only one I can think. One of. One of the pundits on Match of the Day sort of said that. Um, uh, 
their keeper had sort of like uh, kicked it out to a defender a few times before. That sort of was his modus operandi. And they were, it was like one of those David Attenborough sort of naturalist programs. <laughs> yes. uh, they had uh, Lanzini, um, Arnautovic and Noble sort of in a kind of pincer movement, like when they say that sort of sharks are more intelligent than they <laughs> yeah. seem to be. Sort of a, around the penalty area. The goalkeeper yeah. kicks it out to a defender. Arnautovic just shoulders the defender away, passes it to Nolan and puts it in the net. And it was like There's a kind of there's a it was lot amazing. of teams like that though like Brighton uh, Brighton played like that against West Ham Bournemouth do it as well mm. they don't take they don't like to take long kicks they do you see the two defenders yeah, yeah. move back to level with <coughs> a six yard box and and one one on the penalty area mm, to mm. receive and if you press yeah. around that you yeah, force yeah. them into doing well, what they don't want to do which is kick it long and on, yeah. I mean you know, it's just at West Ham we've, we've fastened on to pressing from the front rather late or yes. rather later than everyone else in the Premier League <laughs> yeah, yeah. even those who are the newly promoted sides although going back very briefly to the Huddersfield game I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying how sad I am but having watched it um, I, I couldn't get over to Huddersfield and I watched it on the same sort of um, li- mm. lawful streaming mm. service that, mm. you, that, that you were talking mm. about mm. before Phil um, I then watched it all on Sky as their um, main game at eight o'clock, and then I watched it, delighting in the fact that we were first up on, on match, match of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. that, not yeah. that, of course, it was the first time I think since <clears throat> I don't know when for ten years that we'd actually scored four goals away from home yes. in yeah. in the top division. But I watched the same thing three times over. How fantastic it really was! Yes, it was great, wasn't it? I yeah. mean, it was, uh, yeah. and, and we've done we've done the same thing twice, which is respond uh, incredibly quickly to a goal from the other yeah. team, which yeah. of course we did the weekend. Yeah, um, we can do that every game now. Yeah, yeah, let's hope so. Uh, but um, moving forward, we have no team uh, now. It's a um, real worry, it's isn't it? Well, it's, it's a, a real worry. And, it, and it actually, I mean, it had been looking as though we might have a little dart at the, at the cup this time, but I, I think he's, I think it, we're almost going to roll over at Wigan. I fear that, I fear that you're he's right. Say, but that will be sacrificed. I yeah, think, I think it game. will. And I, I think that's, that's always for me a sadness. Mm. Um, I'm, old enough to remember when FA Cup final day was the most important day in the British sporting calendar, let alone football mm. calendar, and it no longer has been that for many years now. But um, beyond that, um, you know, Cardiff in, in 2006 was, was a fabulous day out, and I think all of us who were there um, mm. still can't believe that we didn't actually win it, but it seems not to matter anymore because it was just so marvellous being there. Mm, yeah. um, and I think that... We should be a cup team, and I don't think that we should roll over, although in all the circumstances, I think, unfortunately, Jim, you're absolutely right, and we probably will. However, all of this, I think, is is somewhat um, inevitable, and it just demonstrates a lack of planning from those at the top. Hold that thought for these messages. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. So, uh, yes, we may well sacrifice uh, the FA Cup at the weekend. But in fact, I mean, regardless of that, we barely have a team. I mean, there are no... Well, <clears throat> the hand must be forced now. They may have got, if they were sort yes. of wavering about <clears throat> bringing people in, using you, you, 
Well, some somewhat legitimate excuse that you don't get value for money in, in January, uh, and that we you know we've probably got enough to stay up and and, and wait to the summer. Uh, it can't really do that. We've now, now not know. got it's enough really to stay up. I mean, we can, so, you know lose three um, games in a row and we'll and, just be uh, back but, in the bottom but, three. But, but the problem, and this is always the problem, is that when you buy because because you have to in January, you end up actually then filling the gaps that you need urgently to fill, like attacking midfield now. Um, and not addressing the long-standing gaps that you you really should be looking at you yeah. know, strategically. So my fear is that I, they, they did look as though they were leaning towards getting um, a defensive midfielder and possibly Den Donker. Um, I, I think they might now just think, well, we've got to get striking options in. I mean, yeah. there's only Hernandez as it's a fit Hernandez. senior yeah, yeah. striker. Martinez, to be honest, seen him twice now, hasn't looked no. very raw all that he? much. Uh, you know, Can someone explain to me what's ever happened? And, and I don't understand this because um, I, with, with Jafra Sacco, because I know before someone says it, you know, he's a lunatic and he's mad and he doesn't want to be at the club anymore. However, he still is at the club. And I happen to think he's the best forward we actually yes, have. Yes, I agree yes. with you. Um, you know, he can. You know, he, he he can genuinely. He has got genuine pace. He can actually finish, and he can press and run the channels. Yeah. And we don't have a, another forward at the club who can do all of that. I I will never be convinced, even if he after his injury returns and scores a bag load of goals. For me, Arnautovic is not a, is not a centre forward. Arnautovic is a very good player who in an ideal world, perhaps should play at the top of the midfield or behind the front man. But he's not really a front man. And I think in fairness and in praise of David Moyes, he's got a fantastic tune out of him Mm. when Slavin patently couldn't. Mm. But it just demonstrates, and what I said before the break, that the, the lack of planning and the lack of foresight, and that's because, unfortunately, when you sit back and we're talking about 10 year anniversaries, it's 10 years since the Dildo Brothers Um, have owned our club and the terrible thing is there has never been a long-term plan it is all it is all um, crisis management and we lurch from one crisis to another and and the problem is now and I think they are going to be forced to delve into a very unsatisfactory market because it always is in January but the, the real problem is this they don't know whether they're going to keep Moyes beyond May and because of that, it would, it's nonsensical to buy for a long term if you don't know who your manager is going to be in July. No, yeah, and, and, they, I mean, and this I is the problem. I think they should have seen enough with Moyes. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I, yeah. think, I think they should have seen enough. I mean, if they were really... My suspicion is that, that they, they were, were long term planning. They might even have sort of lined up someone for the summer and that they were hoping Billich would get through. They'd stay up. Um, and I think they, this is forced on them getting getting Moyes in. He was available. Yeah. Um, uh, and my fear is that, that that he will not have that contract renewed. And I think that would be a mistake. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to, as much as I hate disagreeing with you, Jim, because I, I think you're a superstar, I'm going to, um, because I don't. Um, so long as, I hasten to add, it's the right choice of manager because assuming we, for the purpose of the argument, we stay in the Premier League, which of course is, is fundamental and vital because it changes everything if we don't. But assuming that we do, I think there is one manager, if we can get him and we can, if we throw enough money at it and make and, and demonstrate that which we haven't had since the pornographers have owned the club, and that is a long-term plan or mm. a vision because they have no long-term plan mm. or a vision other than to nick a few quid here or 
all there and rejoice in the fact that we're 17th tonight in the Deloitte top um, football club earnings. Um, but other than that, we don't have a vision because for me, um, I think that Eddie Howe is the obvious screaming choice mm. to be the manager of West Ham. He's young. He has a vision. He plays, dare I say it, the West Ham way. Mm-hmm. He's yes. proven himself in the Premier League. And he's got a great charm. He, he's particularly articulate. He looks like if they were casting for a biopic of Bobby, Bobby Moore, he could walk <laughs> into that and get it tomorrow. Yeah. And, and I just think that, you know, from every pro I've spoken to, his training sessions are fantastic. And I think he would be the perfect manager for our club, but they will need to sell him the vision and they will need to, sh- need to demonstrate that they ha- have serious funds that he can go out and buy in because we need to, unfortunately, the right players to take us, I hate to use the term, to the level we should be at yeah. because yeah. we can no longer lurch from avoiding relegation by the skin of our teeth. That can't be enough anymore. No. We have to be better than that. Yes. Now, I fear though Eddie Howe is a great as is, is a manager that we probably all be very keen to get. But I think Jim and I, well, we both fear it's going to be Benitez. That's and fine. they're in That's love with fear. Benitez, well, and they've done a deal. Um, he's staying put until the summer at Newcastle, and he's coming to us in the summer. And Moyes is not going to be our manager. Well, if it's if it's Benitez, I I'm, I'm quite terrified of that because mm-hmm. I think that's going back in time. Yeah, the other thing is, of course, oh, which will be totally very interesting, yeah. is that I know from the I, I'm aware of the content of the contract that they had in place for Benitez first time round, and he insisted, and they were actually going to give him total control of the club because Rafa Benitez will not come to West Ham um, to allow somebody's schoolboy son to um, recruit players from his Xbox. Um, He will will do it all and that's going to be an interesting balance of power. No, he's not our choice, make that clear. No, no. No. I really hate him. I don't really hate him. I hate Benitez. Do you 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 hate him? Why do you hate him? Do you you like his little goatee Um, beard? I think he... um, (laughs) Everything's about him moaning about money. He sort of blames all of his failures on not having enough money. I mean, you know, at the time he was saying they don't give me enough money at Liverpool, between him and, uh, admittedly, Julier as well, they... Though Julier had quite a sort of short um, tenure at the club, they spent they had two hundred twenty seven million pounds of footballers. Mm. He ended up with two good ones, one that was yeah. there anyway, Torres yeah. and Gerard. Yeah. You know, when at the end of Benitez's reign, he's moaning about lack of money. He did, you know, they sold Xavi Alonso, yeah. uh, and. He had good players that he decided he only sold yeah. Bellamy. Didn't think Bellamy was very good. Mm. You know, Bellamy's better than anyone you've got here at the moment. No. Uh, you can't see that because <coughs> he didn't no, come I, from I, Real or Everything's about money. He also just moans all the time. He's like all that sort of terrible, um, you know, blaming stuff on the referee, yeah. all that sort of stuff he used to do. He's awful. I don't it's disagree that Howe is clearly, a, clearly a, 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 a really good manager, but it, but he's a really good manager for Bournemouth. His one little spell away from Bournemouth didn't go well. No, it wasn't Burnley. Um, I agree. And mm. I wonder, and and basically, he's brought that club up. And that you mentioned this, they're there. actually some of those players still still playing there who've come up with yeah. him. And look how um, he's, look how he's the, improved yeah, Well, he's the improved them, defense. but the point is he's the gaffer. For them, in many ways, he is that club. He's a sort of mini Wenger in, in many ways. And I think it's a bit different when you come to a club where you're going to have a lot of bitty big bollocks in the dressing room. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who are you to tell me what to, what oh, to I, do? I, and and I, I, my... my He's untried in terms of managing those kinds of personalities. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely, so he I'm would be a risk, with you. and I think he's a risk they probably 
the owners probably won't I, won't I'm take. absolutely with you, but my fear <laughs> is that if we don't get him, somebody else yeah. will. Yeah, and, no, and if I'm, he goes on to I'm be sure. a superstar there, we'll, yeah. we'll we probably need loss. to sort of wrap things up fairly soon. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll come we, on to predictions we'll, in a minute, but we but. Uh, playing staff in this sort of transfer window, we really—it looks like. I mean, just for the just because of these injuries, we because you know it's very delicately poised at the moment, isn't it? So it's kind of five points separating mm-hmm. about seven or eight teams, and just mm-hmm. lose two games in a row, mm-hmm. and the results go against you. We still be back in yeah. the danger zone again. So we we well, sort of I think, need some players. I think we're, we're, I think we're sort game. of okay at the back. Yeah. Um, you know, Rice is looking more and more like a senior professional. Agreed. But he's um, I think uh, Cullen's got to got to going to have to obviously play a bit uh, and, yeah. and get rotated in midfield, and I, he's looked okay so mm-hmm. so far. Yes, I thought uh, people um, overstated how good he was away yeah. at Shrewsbury, but, actually, but he had a good game Shrewsbury, against them at home. home at Shrewsbury. He looked uh, he doesn't he hide. Tidy, he looks yes. for the ball. He doesn't. He's, he's got tidy. decent touch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He plays with his head up. I, th- you know, I think he's. I think he's okay. Dare he's, I say it? He looks a typical West Ham. He player. does. Well, he actually, he does, does look like yeah. those midfielders yeah. like we produced that went to championship teams. They were sort of like Leon Britton, yeah. uh, Matt Holland. Yeah. You yes. know, yes, uh, not not right. because he's another tiddler. Yeah. Uh, obviously, physically they're very similar, but in a way they're sort of tidy. You know, they they've been they've been brought up to know what good football looks well, like. They might of... not change a game. Uh, that's that's the sort of problem. Does anyone always... have a view, or has anyone actually seen the fellow that, that Slavin brought in with the unpronounceable name? Axabanovich. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, yeah. We saw him play in the Bolton. Yeah, he played against top. Bolton, he and busy. he looked kind of busy and tidy. Uh, you couldn't really, you know, they, they they really weren't particularly strong opposition. Yeah, no. no. Um, Samuelson, you, I, he'll I probably sort of play on. He's gone on loan to. Yeah, he's, he's gone, gone to right. Burton Albion yeah. on loan. Um, but uh, Haksabanovic might, might well play on. I yeah. suspect he probably will play. Yeah, we but we yeah. we definitely need midfielders. Well, I mean, you know, the Sacco thing that is a issue. Is that going to be sort of resolved? They, they oh, I imagine he's going to go. Well, Sacco. so, so I do think I, it's pretty much some, a done deal. He's going to a French team. Well, there was something in the paper saying that uh, Ren or someone had yeah. asked ten million, but the club is turning it down. It's like, well, they, well if the guy doesn't want to play. Um, they're just trying to get the biggest price, aren't they? That's yeah, so they know if they know there's an interested buyer and he wants to go, they're just trying to get the maximum I value. Can, yeah. I think he will go, Sacco, regardless of the situation. My fear is I don't see any forward of of sufficient calibre out there that we could possibly no. bring in. No, and, and and we're not going to be spending you know fifty million pounds. Obviously not. No, and um, so I don't. There's no obvious choice. I mean, even someone like. I personally would love to get in someone like Ed and Jacko. He, he's, he's got far bigger aspirations, dare I say, yeah. than our club. Yeah. yeah. Um, Midfielders. Yeah. Well, we well right we're just sided. short of bodies in midfield. Yeah. You know, Anyone know the prognosis for Mikel Antonio? Uh, he's well, he's supposed to be back fairly soon. They were talking about being uh, available for, for um, Palace. So he so. is I'm a quite, big fan. He's quite near fan. back, yeah. and he will make a bit of a difference in terms of the counter-attacking play. And yeah. you know, hopefully, he's fit. Um, yeah, you know, but uh, Hernandez can, is going to have to step up. Can he? I just can I just pick that up and and, and dare I say this? Because I'm going to be accused of all the wrong things. Taken from Mikel Antonio, um, and moving away from football, just get one thing off my chest. Um, and it was about Saturday, um, and it was before the game started. In actual fact, although it was on the pitch. Um, I thought the reception for the one-minute applause for Cyril Regis was beautifully observed, as I would expect. But I have to say that it was quite an irony in many respects, because I think there would have been a lot of people among that 55,000 West Ham fans who were clapping and cheering him, whose fathers or grandfathers 
or uncles or aunts um, in the 1970s, 40 years ago, were hurling the most awful yes. racist abuse at that man. Yeah. And I think it was quite ironic that he got this fantastic ovation um, from a club where, unfortunately, I have to admit to say, um, a number of our supporters gave him a terribly rough time. But on that topic and taking it one stage further, um, there was much in the press last week about as, as Ron Atkinson called them, the three degrees, with him, Brendan Batson and Laurie Cunningham. Mm. And where I think our club does itself is a, a massive disservice in a social and cultural world is that they allow to be almost airbrushed out of our history the fact that if West Brom bang on about the three degrees in 1977, 78... 72. On, in, on 1st of April, 1972, when we beat Spurs at home 2-0, Clyde Best, Adi Coker, and, yeah. and Clive Charles, first time ever, three black players yeah. Yeah. played for the same team. And whereas yes. we've got a statue up for Moorehurst and Peters, I'm not saying we should go that far, but it really should be front and centre of our memorabilia and yes. our history, and I think it's unfortunate I've that it is. I've, got a, I've got a signed right. photo of Clyde Best in my office. Me too. Me too. So have I. Uh, so have I. Yes. No. I absolutely agree with that. I think that's. Uh, I, you know. I think that is the. You know. Because the East End uh, w- was in a way a hotbed of. Uh, it was. Uh, you know. Uh, it's the front line of sort of culture clashes. Mm. You know, when 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 an immigration wave happened in the 1950s um, from both India and uh, the Caribbean. Uh, you know, the East End was where that that happened, sort of yes. face to face. So it had the best of it. And but the in the sense, West Ham it had the worst. You yes. know, the, we had the worst of it in the case of West Ham. Mm. The best of it. And yeah. we, we had three mm. black players in 1972 in, in, in a top-flight yeah. yeah, yeah, football yeah. fixture yeah. for the first time. You yeah. know? And, and uh, yes, I absolutely agree. I have no idea why that's not invoked far more than it is, you know? It's, yes, absolutely right. Uh, we Sorry should, about that. We've got no, to wrap this no, up. We've right. got to wrap this up. Predictions. Um, do we want to do predictions <laughs> before we go on or should we just go straight on to Paris? Yeah, so well, let's, let's do both. Both. Okay. I think, I think, uh, I think a ho- I'm, I'm, I'm going, so it's bound to be a horrible, horrible nil-one defeat, Wigan. Nil-one. Pete? Uh, I'm not allowed to have the same score. No. Okay, so I'll go for a... Nil-nil draw and a yet another replay. Oh, Ooh, don't. It's another replay. Yes, no, no, that's a good round. call. Yeah, yes, there'll be a, a replay, yeah. yeah. Simon. Yeah. I fear we're going to lose as well, and by the odd goal, but I think it'll probably be 2-1. Uh, Wigan Athletic, nil. West Ham United, three. Okay, okay, okay. Palace. Palace. Um, oh, Techie, 1-1. One, one. Uh, I think if we, as long as we have uh, 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 Chicharito and um, Antonio, I think we'll win that game. Uh, 2-1. 2-1, Simon? I think we absolutely have to win it, and I think we will, and I think we'll win it by a couple of goals. Ooh, nice. 2-0? 9-7. I'm going to have to press you for an accurate prediction. I'm going to go for 2-0. 2-0. Pete, did you have 2-1? 2-1, you had 2-1. Um, Tompkins to score against us. Oh. Uh, did you say Techie 1-1? One, one? Uh, Techie 1-1, one, one. yeah. Someone's going to get sent off. Benteke. West Ham United 3, Crystal Palace 1. I'll tell you who gets sent off. John Joe Shelby on his debut. Uh. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, well, in about the good, third that's minute. That's not a bad call. Not yeah. a bad call. No, that would be, yes. be fair. He's bound to get sent off in his first two or three games. This has been uh, accompanied by a strange rattling sound for the last uh, for about the last 10, 15 minutes. I don't... 
Jim, is your, are you, is your Prozac rattling in its pillbox? Oh, that's, uh, that is could, probably that's what could it'll be. be. It could, yeah. uh, could yeah. be the, the, the yeah, sound. I'm down to my last uh, one. So I don't know if you heard that. Uh, I heard that. The other three aren't on headphones. They can't have But we're, we're on headphones, aren't we? Um, and, uh, I don't, don't know. don't know. Um, but that's it for that. My name's Phil Whelans. Uh, with me this week have been Jim Grant. Cheerio. Uh, Pete Ward. Goodbye. Simon Pentel. L- lovely to be here again and good night. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.